Welcome, friends, to the Earl Dex Pokemon Podcast, a podcast that asks, if this Pokemon were real, where might I find it in the real world? What would its moveset and ability be in the wild? Does its data even make sense? I am your host, Geo, and in answering these questions, we'll be discussing the real-life plants, animals, myths, legends, people, things, and even foods that inspired the Pokemon we know and love. It should be noted that we will be using data coming from the core series of games almost exclusively, venturing into the anime, spin-off games, or manga only when absolutely necessary to fill in some blanks, if at all. For our second episode, we'll be looking at the water-type starter of the Johto region and its evolutionary line, numbers 158, 159, and 160, Totodile, Croconaw, and Feraligator. Whereas on our last program, we talked about how Venusaur got cheated out of his spot on the box art for Pokemon Green internationally, Generation 2 brought about the standard practice of putting legendary Pokemon on the box art instead of starters. But that's not the only way Game Freak shortchanged the Totodile line. For Alligator is spelled F-E-R-A-L-I-G-A-T-R, instead of with an O between the T and the R. So much like Victory Bell before it, which should hypothetically end with two L's instead of one, Feraligator has the dubious distinction of having a name that exceeded the original Game Boy version's 10 character limits. Feraligator's odd spelling has remained consistent to this day, despite the repeal of the 10 character limit in Generation 6, which kept the 11 character Fletchinder from following a similarly truncated spelling. On a personal note, these games came out when I was 12 years old, and I still recall getting mad at my friend because I thought he had named his Pokemon for Alligator and spelled it incorrectly. It wouldn't be until about a year later when I chose Totodile as my own starter in Pokemon Crystal that I would realize that it was Game Freak who had done wrong, and I've had a lingering resentment toward for Alligator ever since. Though I'll try to keep my own personal vendettas out of this episode. With all that said, let's get to the amalgamated Pokedex entries. Totodile, the big jaw Pokemon. It is small, but rough and tough. It won't hesitate to take a bite out of anything that moves, as its well-developed jaws are powerful and capable of crushing anything. While the Pokemon may think it is just playfully nipping, its bite can cause serious injury. Even its trainer must be careful. Turning your back on it is not recommended. Totodile exhibits what Sigmund Freud would call an oral fixation. Totodile's entire identity, including its categorization and dex entry, are entirely about its fondness and aptitude for biting. In fact, the only information we get about it not related to its jaws are that it is small and tough. One has to question whether it is at all wise to give 10 to 14 year old first time trainers such a dangerous Pokemon. While the deck states that Totodile's jaws are powerful and capable of crushing anything, without giving us any specifics or reference points as to what the strongest thing it's known to be able to crush is, we have to assume that this is figurative and hyperbolic language rather than strictly literal. While not at all precise, we do get a hint at its power as what Totodile would consider playful nipping is enough to cause serious injury. 
without getting too graphic, serious injury definitely sounds like a trip to the emergency room, and some stitches to me. While one could dismiss this concern, after all, children younger than 10 play with cats and dogs who hypothetically also have a strong enough bite to warrant a trip to the emergency room, the really upsetting line is the last one. Turning your back on it is not recommended. We're going to make an assumption here. Totodile, like all starter Pokémon, are bred specifically to be given to first-time trainers, so we can fairly safely assume that any Totodile given as a starter Pokémon is relatively tame, docile, and friendly. If that is the case, then I would imagine that the peril in turning your back on a Totodile isn't that it may bite you unexpectedly, though that does seem to be what it implies, but more so that it might start biting and crushing things you don't want bitten or crushed. Ever had your cat scratch up the furniture? Now imagine it were a Totodile absolutely destroying it. Standing at only 2 feet or 0.6 meters tall, Totodile is only about as tall as your standard coffee table and weighs 20.9 pounds or 9.5 kilograms, making it the first Pokemon on our program whose physical dimensions actually make sense. It's got the small part down for sure, and with its base stats favoring its physical attack and defense, it also qualifies as rough and tough. Croconaw, the big jaw Pokemon. It opens its huge jaws wide when attacking. The tips of its fangs are slanted backward and forked like barbed fish hooks. Prey has no hope of escape. Once those fangs clamp down, they become irremovably embedded, and it won't let go until it loses its fangs. If it loses a fang, a new one grows back in its place. There are always 48 fangs lining its mouth. All three stages of the Totodile line are known as the Big Jaw Pokémon, and Croconaw continues to live up to that trend. Building on what we know about the ferocity of Totodile's bites, Croconaw's dex entry gives us some insight into the nature of its fangs. These factoids imply some genuinely grisly details about Croconaw that make it a bit too real for a children's fantasy game. Croconaw is the first Pokémon we've analyzed to specifically be identified as a predator, meaning that it definitely eats other Pokémon. Don't eat me! I have a wife and kids! Eat them! While we don't get any insight into its hunting strategy, we do get some information on what happens when the prey is caught. The tips of its fangs being slanted backward and forked back like barbed fish hooks sounds like grade-A nightmare fuel, as Croconaw doesn't have just a set of canines, it has 48 fangs, each hooked and potentially barbed to ensnare prey and rip flesh. There's no statement here to imply that Croconaw shares Totodile's passion for biting just about anything it sees, so we can safely assume that a more mature Croconaw has become more judicious about its biting, especially since its fangs have become less can send you to the emergency room and more will definitely require hospitalization. Croconaw is almost twice as large as Totodile, at 3 foot 7, or 1.1 meters tall, which makes it about the size of a standard American mailbox. Croconaw is also more than twice as heavy as Totodile, at 55.1 pounds, or 25 kilograms, 
making it five pounds heavier than one of those big bags of dog food. So Croconaw continues to be within the realm of physical possibility. As with all Pokemon though, it's impossible to know how that height is being measured, and since Croconaw has a big mohawk on its head that looks to be about a sixth of its total height, it could be as short as three feet even. Feraligator, the big jaw Pokemon. Feraligator intimidates its foes by opening its huge mouth. When it bites with its massive and powerful jaws, it shakes its head and savagely tears its victim up. As it is hard for it to support its own weight out of water, it usually moves slowly. But when attacking and biting prey, it kicks the ground with its thick and powerful hind legs, enabling it to move with blinding speed on all fours. Towering over most human beings at 7 foot 7 or 2.3 meters tall, Feraligator is an inch taller than former NBA star Yao Ming and half a foot taller than Shaq. Except instead of a basketball player who is bad at free throws, you get a terrifying crocodilian water monster, so Feraligator certainly checks off the intimidating box with ease. Especially when you factor in the size of its maw and the established deadliness of its teeth. When on all fours and charging with blinding speed, I can't imagine that there are any creatures, even in the Pokemon world, that wouldn't cower in fear. Feraligator continues to proudly flaunt its predatory nature with grisly aplomb, as the deck states that it shakes its head and savagely tears its victims up. While I'm looking forward to being proven wrong, I have to believe this is one of the most horrifically graphic dex entries in the series. Unfortunately, Feraligator differs from its previous evolutionary stages by being the only one in the Tatodaya line whose dimensions don't make sense. Feraligator is a big, powerful monster with what looks to be clearly a lot of muscle mass. If I had to guess, I'd say it was definitely heavier than Shaq. But since Yao Ming is closer in size, let's check out Ming's weight. Yao Ming is a fairly fit, thin, athletic guy who weighs in at about 310 pounds, or 140.6 kilograms. Yet for Alligator, who is an inch taller and noticeably thicker than the Chinese basketball player, is said to weigh only 195.8 pounds, or 88.8 kilograms. Despite being noticeably thicker and more heavily muscled than Yao Ming, for Alligator is meant to weigh nearly half as much? Color me skeptical. Finally, Feraligator is said to have a hard time supporting its own weight outside of water, which now that we've put its height and weight in the context of living, breathing human beings who not only support their own weight outside of water, but are able to perform at a high athletic level, this also seems provably false. Being a water monster, I have no problem believing that Feraligator is much quicker in the water than on dry land, but to say that it has trouble supporting its weight out of the water? seems like far too much of a stretch. Now that we have a solid grasp of how Totodile, Croconaw, and Feraligator are meant to exist in the core series of games, it's time to turn our attention to its real-life influences. Perhaps set free by the runaway success of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, 
Generation 2 doesn't try nearly so hard to present starter Pokemon reminiscent of typical household pets, as the trio of Chikorita, Cyndaquil, and Totodile are roughly modeled on sauropod dinosaurs, several kinds of small woodland mammals, and crocodilians respectively. While it's impossible to keep a dinosaur as a pet due to their lack of life, the various small woodland mammals the Cyndaquil line is based on, such as echidnas, ferrets, stoats, and badgers, make for some of the more notoriously difficult pets to keep, and crocodilians, specifically baby alligators and crocodiles, are all but forbidden from being kept as pets around the world, with several governments requiring special permissions and exemptions to keep them. You should also know that calling a crocodilian more than a few months old a pet quickly becomes a misnomer. No matter how much you keep it close to you, most crocodilians are aggressive and hostile by nature, and the real-life animals are just about exactly as dangerous as what the Dex describes for alligator to be, so it's unlikely you would even be able to safely touch it after only one year. If you were to keep a crocodilian of any type, it wouldn't be your pet. It would just be a wild animal you're not allowing to leave, like a captive or a hostage. Some people might think that they're special for some reason, that they have a special bond with their baby crocodile or alligator that will allow them to keep the animal into adulthood. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. You're wrong. Those people are wrong, and unfortunately, they don't realize how wrong they are until they are giving away the young adult crocodilian, or worse, releasing it illegally into the wild. Up to this point, we've been kind of talking about crocodilians in a general sense. Crocodilians are the scientifically classified order of predatory semi-aquatic reptiles, which includes three existing superfamilies of reptiles roughly split into gharials, alligators, and crocodiles. The gharial, besides being the least well-known of the three, is also the most visually unlike the Totodile line, so we'll be focusing our attention on the gharial's more well-known siblings, the alligator and the crocodile. Also, how can you even tell an alligator from a crocodile? There are two fairly simple ways to tell them apart that just requires a look at their faces. The first is the shape of their snouts. The alligator has a sharp, V-shaped snout, while the crocodile has a wider, U-shaped snout. As someone whose Vs and Us look startlingly similar, that distinction feels a bit arbitrary. So here's the second method of telling them apart. Alligators have a wider upper jaw, meaning that their teeth are usually either hidden or only the top row of teeth are visible. Crocodiles, on the other hand, have equally wide jaws which means that both their bottom and top rows of teeth are visible on the outside in an interlocking pattern. Basically, if you see teeth going up and down, it's a crocodile. If you see teeth going in only one direction, or don't see any teeth at all, it's an alligator. Easy, right? Armed with this knowledge, we can see that Totodile, with its relatively narrow snout and fangs only visible in one direction, is an alligator while Croconaw and Varalligator, which both have broad snouts and interlocking up and down fangs visible on the outside, are crocodiles. This also makes sense, as alligators are generally smaller than crocodiles in both size and weight. 
This means that unlike with Bulbasaur, which we were able to treat as a single influence across the entire evolutionary line, we'll have to look at the kind of alligator Totodile is, and the kind of crocodile Croconaw and Feraligator are. Let's start with Totodile the alligator. Yeah, that won't get confusing. I am so confused! While caimans are technically alligators, there are only two species of true alligators still living in the world today. The Chinese alligator, which is endemic to the provinces of Anhui, Jiangsu, and Zhejiang in eastern China, and the American alligator, which can be found in the southeastern United States and all along the Gulf Coast, going as far south as the northeastern state of Tamaulipas in Mexico. Since Totodile will eventually evolve into a crocodile, We'll have to go with the American alligator as its real-world counterpart, since the Chinese alligator does not share any territory with any living species of crocodile. Just as you would expect from reading Totodile's dex entries, alligators are well known for their powerful jaws and subsequent bite. In fact, crocodilians in general have the strongest laboratory-measured bite of any living animal, with one study finding that among nearly all species of crocodilians, especially the large alligators and crocodiles, the strength of their bite was proportionate to the body mass of the animal. Simply put, the bigger they are, the harder they bite. When you take into account that crocodiles can generally get bigger and heavier than alligators, it makes sense that Totodile would start as a smaller alligator and then evolve into a larger crocodile. Well, in the context of the Pokemon world it makes sense at least. The American alligator uses this powerful bite to bite through crustaceans, turtle shells, and bones, and sits at the top of the food chain as an apex predator. The American alligator will eat just about anything it can catch, starting out with small insects and fish as a hatchling, and eventually moving up to birds, small mammals, and other reptiles. The biggest have been seen taking down adult deer, wild boars, and even bobcats. But perhaps strangest of all is the revelation that the American alligator also eats fruits, such as grapes, berries, and citrus. See? Even alligators recognize the value of a diverse and healthy diet. Finally, the American alligator is the official state reptile of Florida, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Even its scientific name is Alligator Mississippiensis. I suppose that makes Totodile their state reptile Pokemon as well. And if Pokemon were found in the real world, the University of Florida sports teams would be called the Totodiles instead of the Gators. Or maybe the Tottos? The Dials? Would Gatorade be called Totterade? Let's just move on. While there are only two living species of true alligators left in the world, there are 16 living species of crocodile. Fortunately, we won't have to discuss every single one of them in detail, as only one species shares overlapping territory with the American alligator, and therefore has to be considered the main real-world parallel for Croconaw and for alligator. The American crocodile, which makes its home along the South Mexican, Central American, and South American portions of the Caribbean basin, the Caribbean islands, and, most importantly for our purposes, the southern tip of the Florida Peninsula. As the tip of Florida is the only place in the world where alligators and crocodiles live side by side, we can make it official here and now. Totodile, Croconaw, and Feraligator would be endemic to the southern tip of the Florida Peninsula 
in real life. Croconaw's dex entry focuses largely on its teeth, and there are two parallels to be read into when comparing it against the American crocodile. Firstly, Croconaw is said to not let go of its prey until its fangs fall out, and this is actually a fairly common occurrence for crocodiles. In fact, they are biologically engineered to lose their teeth. Crocodiles are polyphyodonts, which means their teeth are continually replaced over the course of their lives. Humans, by contrast, are diphyodonts, meaning that when we lose our baby teeth and our adult teeth grow in, that's all you get. In fact, crocodiles can replace every single one of their teeth up to 50 times over the course of their lives. Croconaw's dex entry specifies that it has 48 teeth exactly. While that's certainly more than the 32 adult teeth humans have, real-world crocodiles actually have 80 teeth. Given that Croconaw, and even for alligator, have a significantly shorter snout than real-world crocodiles, I'd say that's actually a pretty good number to land on. Oh, what large teeth you have! For alligator's dex entry is a bit more diverse, and starts with its apparent tendency to open its jaw wide to intimidate enemies. This is partially true of crocodiles, though they don't just open their mouths, they actually emit a hissing, coughing sound. Warning! I am about to play some of the crocodile's hissing, threatening sound, so if you're in a car, or just easily creeped out, don't worry, it is very unlikely there is a crocodile anywhere near you. Here we go. I don't know about you, but I for one am certainly intimidated. Next, we hear about how Feraligator tears its prey up by thrashing its head around savagely. This isn't exactly right. Feraligator has the benefit of having what looks to be like claws on its hands and a mouth suitable for chewing. But crocodiles don't really have either, so instead of chewing their prey, they either have to kill it or immobilize it with their incredibly strong bite and swallow it whole. Or, if the prey is too big, they go into an infamous death roll. This means that while holding their prey in their jaws, they begin to roll and twist around, thereby tearing its prey apart into smaller, more manageable chunks that can more easily be swallowed. It's grisly, I know. Finally, we have its apparent blinding speed when moving on land. With a base speed stat of 78, nobody's ever accused any Pokemon in the Totodile evolutionary line of being speed demons. But that's not to say that the real-world crocodile is all that slow. While it is certainly faster in the water, crocodiles have been seen moving at up to 10 miles per hour to close in on prey on land. Maybe not blindingly fast, but I know I start breathing hard at just 6 miles per hour. And let's not forget that crocodiles are kinda out of their element on dry land, yet they can hit speeds that many human beings would struggle to reach, and dry land is our element. By contrast, the fastest human swimmer in the world, Michael Phelps, can only swim at about 4.7 miles per hour, so a crocodile can run twice as fast on dry land than a human can swim through water. So now that we know where the Totodile line would exist in our world, and have learned a bit about its real-life parallels, it's time to take a look at what its natural moveset and preferred abilities would be for the Pokémon in the wild. To do this, 
We'll take into account what the deck says about the Pokémon, what we've learned about its real-life inspirations, and see how these things match up with the moves the Totodile line learns naturally through leveling up across the seven generations of core games since its debut in Pokémon Gold and Silver. In my opinion, the most obvious ability for a real-world Feraligatr to have is Intimidate, since both Croconaws and Feraligatr's dex entries mention that they open their jaws wide as part of their intimidation tactics. Unfortunately, the only abilities Feraligatr has access to are Torrent, which raises the power of Water-type moves while at low HP, and Sheer Force, which negates the secondary effects of attacks like increasing or decreasing stats, inflicting status conditions, or causing flinching in exchange for a 30% power boost to its attack. While the Totodile line is all water types, as we've seen throughout the dex entries and even real-world data, alligators, crocodiles, and Totodiles are all about the biting, and there are no water-type biting moves, unless you count Clamp, which Totodile can't learn at all. So since there will be an emphasis on biting, we think it makes the most sense for the Totodile line to choose Sheer Force as its dominant ability. Crocodilians have the strongest bite in the real world after all, and while Sheer Force may not make Totodile, Croconaw, or Feraligatr the strongest biters of the Pokémon world, it will certainly get them closer to it. Let's start with the obvious. Totodile likes biting, and it can learn a few different biting moves in Bite, Ice Fang, and Crunch. Because we have so very little information outside of its enthusiasm for biting, I think Totodile should have all three. That might sound a bit arbitrary, but there's actually good reason for it. The first thing about Totodile is that it does have some control over the strength of its bites. The dex entry mentions that its playful nipping can be quite playful, but that it can even crush almost anything. So in order to illustrate the differences in its biting strengths, we have the weaker bite and the more powerful crunch. In order to explain why Ice Fang makes sense, we'll have to cover some new ground I haven't already covered. American alligators have the distinction of being the most cold-tolerant crocodilian of all. In fact, they are found farther away from the equator and the tropics than any other crocodilian, most of which would not be able to survive in water at 45 degrees Fahrenheit, 7 degrees Celsius, or colder. Alligators can even go into a reptilian version of hibernation, called brumation, during which time, they'll just need to keep their snouts out through the surface of the ice to breathe. Since crocodiles can't live in such cold weather, we can think of Ice Fang as Totodile's own special move. Croconaw and Feraligatr might be stronger, but Totodile has a move they would literally die for. Finally, the other thing we know about Totodile is that it's rough and tough. In order to illustrate that, we'll have to go all the way back to a move Totodile hasn't been able to learn through leveling up since its debut in Gold and Silver, Curse. Curse increases attack and defense while lowering speed, thereby giving Totodile the means to get rougher and tougher. While the Totodile line may not be able to gain the ability to intimidate, that doesn't mean there aren't other ways of expressing their ferocity. As Croconaw likes to open its mouth wide before attacking, we think the first move on the list has to be either Leer or Scary Face. Leer lowers an opponent's defense, while Scary Face lowers an opponent's speed. Both feel thematically appropriate, 
with Lear allowing Croconaw to do even more damage, and Scaryface making up for Croconaw's mediocre speed. But given everything we know about Croconaw's nature, I think we'll have to go with Lear, one step closer to the ultimate bite. Speaking of, Croconaw has access to the same biting moves Totodile does, but since only Totodile can even survive in the cold, Croconaw will take just Bite and Crunch, but not Ice Fang. In its place, we'll use a move that simulates some of those intimidation hissing sounds we heard earlier. While Screech doesn't exactly describe those sounds, it's the only sound-based move Croconaw has access to, so it'll have to do. Plus, it allows Croconaw to lower an opponent's defense even more. Finally, we have for Alligator. Like Croconaw, it is quite intimidating with its big open jaw, so we'll start with Leer to lower an opponent's defense. And since for Alligator is the only Pokemon whose dex entry mentions its life in the water at all, we'll assume that while Totodile and Croconaw are water types, they are more adept at living on land than the larger for Alligator. So to illustrate for Alligator's preference for sticking to the water, we have Aqua Tail, Dive, and Whirlpool to choose from. Whirlpool is tempting, since it almost approximates the real-world crocodile's death roll, but for Alligator is said to shake its head rather than roll. And while Aqua Tail sounds cool, and a crocodile's tail certainly looks like it would hurt, the tail doesn't seem to be a primary mode of attack for any crocodilian I read about, and is instead used mostly in swimming and launching itself out of the water. So I think we have to go with Dive. After all, Crocodiles are well known for submerging themselves just under the water's surface and popping out in ambush attacks. Combined with that tidbit about crocodilians using their tails to launch themselves from the water, and dive just makes too much sense. Now, it's been almost a full minute since I said the word bite, so I think we need to address that now. While both Totodile and Croconaw kept both bite and crunch, I think for alligators should only keep crunch and forget the weaker bite. Not only does Feraligator have the root of the word ferocious in its name, but like I said at the beginning, an adult crocodilian of any kind is not a pet and will not be giving any kind of nipping, playful or otherwise. It makes sense to me to acknowledge that fact by dropping bite from the moveset altogether, which leaves us one final slot. The deck states that Feraligator shakes its head to tear its prey apart, but as there's no move called Shred or Dismember that I'm aware of, I think the closest we can get to is Thrash. Maybe not as immediately visceral as what the Dex describes, or what the real-world crocodile actually does, but given that these are children's games, I'd say that's close enough. Okay, using everything we've learned about Totodile, Croconaw, and Feraligator, as well as their real-life parallels, the American Alligator and the American Crocodile, it's time to put it all together and see what the Earl Dex entry for each of them would look like in real life. Totodile, the big jaw Pokemon. It loves to bite and has a hard time controlling its bite and its crunch. Highly resistant to cold, Totodile are sometimes seen wandering as far north as North Carolina, where it has been known to learn Ice Fang. When threatened, it may use Curse to make itself rougher and tougher. Croconaw, the big jaw Pokemon. By leering and screeching at its opponents, 
it is able to weaken them until the sheer force of its bites and crunches generate incredible strength. For Alligator, the Big Jaw Pokemon. Found in the waters of southern Florida, this Pokemon will leer as a warning to potential threats. It ambushes its prey with dive before using crunch with its powerful jaws. If its prey survives, it will begin to thrash until its victim is subdued. And with that, our second Earldex entry, as well as our exploration of the Totodile line, the American Alligator, and the American Crocodile is now complete. Six down, 892 to go. Before ending the show, I want to say one more time explicitly, in case I was too subtle before, do not keep alligators or crocodiles as pets, even if they're little. If you have to even ask yourself whether or not you should, could, or might want to keep one as a pet, the answer is already no. Okay. All that's left to say is, thank you for listening. I have been your host, Geo, and next time on the program, we'll be traveling to Hoenn and adding numbers 341 and 342, Corfish and Crawdont, to the Earldex. See you then!